Welcome to Red Gate and Wolf for an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah, and joining me today is Celeste. Hello, my name is Celeste, and I play Marie Redgate, the Crooked. And Sean. You gotta say it like that? Come on. Hello, I am Sean, and I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. When last we met, Angus and Marie were still in the year 1999. They had made alliances with Deputy Winters and Mavis the Librarian, the latter of which agreeing to find them a way to return home. They found a crack in the foundation of the Old Lady Land Bridge, and in his infinite wisdom, Angus decided to make this crack bigger. After they dispatched the imps that were released from said crack, Meadow turned up to bitch them out. Turns out that this is part of a seal that covers a gateway to hell, and they've broken it. Wow. Damaged it a little. In the wee hours of the next morning, Marie let an imp inside the honeymoon suite. One thing led to another, and the Springfield Tavern had to be evacuated. Because fire. They still have no idea of ten-year-old Joel's whereabouts. We pick things up. Outside the Springfield Tavern. Angus is buck naked. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Give me a shirt. (laughs) <laughs> you know angus i i would but it's kind of singed why do you not see me i'm naked as the day i was born he kind of awkwardly puts the duffel bag in front of his groin yeah see that's fine is there anyone with like a blanket around their shoulders like outside why would they have a blanket around their shoulders i don't know is you're sleeping you just pull the blanket with you this is a person um, with a dressing gown on. What? I'll go over to them. A robe. It's turquoise and pink. No. <laughs> Going over to them. Hello. Hi. It's quite quite a quite an evening. <laughs> I don't know what happened. For a moment, we were asleep. And the next moment there's alarm and smoke and... Are you alright, dear? It looks like you've been on fire. Yeah, I was, um... Went back in to save my friend there. Um... Oh, yes, I'm noble. Oh my gosh, she's naked. <laughs> yes, well, that is why I came over here. Um, would... Would it be possible to, to borrow uh, your, your... Your delightful robe there? Uh, manipulate someone. <laughs> See how this goes. Okay, that's an eight. What are you going to offer her? I I don't... There's nothing of mine to offer. (laughs) Oh my. Dear, why don't you have your friend turn around? What? But... And I'll enjoy (laughs) the view for a moment. (laughs) And then I'll loan you my, my robe. And she gives you a wink. I mean, if that if that's your type, sure. Hey, Angus, turn turn around. <laughs> what? Just turn. Just see if the uh, firemen are coming. Just turn around for a sec. Angus kind of stares at her for a moment, then kind of awkwardly like inches and turns around. Does he expose his backside? I mean, you have to. He's covering his enormous. Uh... <laughs> Burns. 
because he can't turn his neck all the way around to just see over his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Not an owl. <laughs> <laughs> Not a normal person who can look over his shoulder. <sighs> Please never, ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously haven't heard me on another podcast. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> Sarah. Here you go, dear. And, and she hands over the turquoise and pink robe. Underneath, she's wearing, um, I won't say what she's wearing. She's wearing clothes. We'll, 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 at least pajamas, we'll say that much. A nice nightgown that coordinates with the robe. Sure, yeah. They'll match. <laughs> Anyways, Marie's going to shield herself with the robe a bit, unbutton her shirt, take it off, hand that to Angus, and keep the robe on. <laughs> I really would expect nothing less. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with this shirt, Angus? Make a loincloth? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's about all. That's about that's what's going to fit. <laughs> oh, bulgy like a moose. Jesus. Angus does so after turning, you know, tying, you know, carefully around his waist and making sure his. Essentials are out of view. Some tucking and... I don't know if you could tuck. I think, considering the size of both of the characters, he could probably maybe tie it around his waist, but the, the back of the shirt would be making like a front flap. So I don't know <laughs> if you could have a back flap. That's all. That's all right at that point, eh? <laughs> oh, that's a hot to do for now. Got to see if I can find some clothes. Thank you, Marie. We should get that robe. Hey, you know, it's the least I could do. Um, I had a chat with the, the lady there. She seemed sympathetic to, to what had happened, and uh, she lent me her robe. She gives you a wave. Give her a little little nod and a wave as well. Good to know. I think you could have given me that robe instead. She was definitely waving at Angus. <laughs> Marie waves anyways. Is at this point the fire trucks start pulling up, the deputy's car pulls up. Oh, God. And deputy winters. Of course he does. <laughs> walks out of his car, takes one look at Angus, kind of falters in his step, but just <laughs> shakes his head as if trying to shake the image out and continues walking on to talk with the fire chief. What are you guys doing? Anything else? Or are you going to wait to see how? Well, they put this fire out. I want my clothes, man. Let's sit back and roast some marshmallows. We've already roasted some sausages. Some wieners. <laughs> uh, did an ambulance come as well? Sure, eventually. It's going to come from, like, Joplin, remember? Mm, an ambulance? Fair. Where would the fire department come from, then? They have a little fire service. Yeah, and they have ambulances. The fire service? Yeah. Firemen are trained as first aid people, right? Paramedics, yeah, first responders. Sure. Do you need first responding to? Yeah, I'm going to limp over to one of them, uh, have the, the shoulder of the robe down so they can see the burns. Provocative. <laughs> I know, it's so hot. Hey, boys. <laughs> Don't do that voice ever again. I have a burn. When you put some ointment on, rub it in. Ooh, it's cold. <laughs> it's dripping down. 
Anyway. Jesus Christ. Wow, Sean. We don't need to know your fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) What have I just said even before? Anyway. Marie would like first aid attendance (laughs) from one of the fire people. Bet she would. Shut up. Go get that hose, Marie. Sure, there's a big, big, burly fireman comes over. He gives you a, a, a nod and he starts administering first aid to your burn. Angus kind of ambles over as well, still clutching the bag in front of him. Ah, uh, nice loincloth you got there. I had to run out. Then they get no clothes. So I see. Still, not the worst thing I've seen someone run out of a burning building wearing. Aye. We'll have to have any blankets in there, would ya? Sure do, mate. Sure do. He goes and he tosses you one of those fire blankets. He just wraps himself up in that. I assume you're angling for one heel there, uh, Marie. I mean, if it's possible, like, he's doing first aid, so, like, it should be, like... Did you need stabilizing as well? Yes. Absolutely. Sure, we'll say he's very thorough in administrations then. Oh my. That he is. Marie, <laughs> honestly. You said it! What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a while, um, Deputy Winters makes his way over to Marie and he's totally, totally ignoring Angus and he says, Oh, go visit. Mavis at the library, back door. She'll, uh, look after you. <laughs> wow, what did I say now? Is it in that back door, man. <laughs> and we got the lotion, too. <laughs> what did he say? Go to, go to the library back door? Yep. Yeah, I mean, sorry to interrupt your evening with her there, um, deputy, but we will... It's morning. I guess it is morning now. Uh-huh. I told you to stay out of trouble. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on this one, but um, I'm sure you'll change my mind if you keep talking to me, so go now. <laughs> he is so over us. <laughs> Quick nod and walk away. <laughs> Angus follows without even looking at Sheriff Winters. Deputy Winters. Him too. Might be the same person, actually. It is the same person. Timey-wimey. Anyways, we head over to the library. Mavis is waiting for you. She's kind of already got the door open. Waiting in the passageway. Don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Open and ready for us. Starts fussing over you. (laughs) At the back door. Oh, Sarah. I said nothing. This is you. Blame Celeste. You cannot. I did not initiate this one. Oh, dears, please hurry up and come in. I'll um get you something to drink and... Oh, what a nice robe we've got on there, dear. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, acquired it. I'm, I'm sure you did. Oh, you look a little bit burnt. Come on, I'll get you something to drink. And she ushers you in. We enter through the back entrance. Sure. Slowly. 
You're welcomed in. Well, dear, I'm, I have some good news. I, th- I think I've found a way to return you to your time. I was down in the archives down below and I found a ritual that perhaps we might be able to perform. We just have to get a few components and we may unfortunately have to request the help of Eremitha. Oh, I'm sure that'll go well. Uh, What kind of components do we need? Well, um, the people involved in the ritual will probably have to um, sacrifice a, a, a memory. The whole memory of this trip, I'd love to sacrifice. There are a few memories that I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Yes, well, the memories of 500 people. Hmm, it's a lot of people. How many people live in Springfield? A couple of thousand. I think we'll be just fine. Do they have to knowingly be part of the ritual? Um doesn't really say, dear, so I see where you're going with this. It's more having to persuade Eremitha that this is, you know, to help. I think it'll be for the best. That's the spirit. What other components are required? Oh, you know, the, the usual, um, salt, blood, chanting, that kind of thing, for five hours. Like nonstop, or is there like a coffee break in there? Mm, mm, no, nonstop. Mm. Can you like like drink water while you're chanting? Like, what happens if like your your voice breaks and like you can't like you can't chant anymore? I'm not entirely sure, dear. I mean, I'm only going by what I've read in the tome. Like, how about some more pressing matters? Do you have any clothing I can borrow? Um, not unless you like. A-line skirts and blouses, dear. No, not quite my style. Does it look like the robe would give him more coverage than than the blanket? I mean, he would be able to tuck it in and have a nappy. (laughs) I I think our definition of nappy is slightly different. What is a nappy? It's a diaper. Ah. What do you call a nappy? A nap. But no, a nap is a nap. The nappy is a diaper, which we call diapers. Yes, diapers. The fuck? I don't know. Apparently, he says to his kids, "Kids, it's time for a nappy." <laughs> That's right, a nappy. Time for nappies. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's usually him saying that. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mavis. Mavis, thank you. Hey, Mavis, how about could I borrow some clothes and I can give Angus this and he can figure out something? Of, of course, dear, of course. Here, come this way. My home is just upstairs. So she leads you upstairs, leaving Angus all alone in the main part of the library. Is that tomb she's speaking of anywhere? What? Is that tomb she's speaking of? Oh, the tome? Sure. Instead of desk. I peruse it. Well, Angus peruses it. What languages does Angus know? This is like D&D. Aarakocra. <laughs> abysmal. Did you say abyssal or abysmal? I don't know. <laughs> abyssal. Uh, you, d- you definitely said abysmal, but... <laughs> you know, I said that the first time in D&D, and I was like, oh, wait, no. 
abyssal. I don't know. Is there a languages thing? I don't see languages. I'm in sure here. he speaks English and Gaelic. Latin. To his line of work, he's gotta right. I'm trying to see how old is he again. <laughs> I mean, considering she's right in your line of work, would you have picked up Latin? Probably. We'll assume he can do a halfway decent job. Some of the meanings are lost. And his enunciation is horrendous. <laughs> Give me a sharp roll in. Ooh, one eleven. Ooh. Successful. Yeah, everything that Mavis has told you is depicted in the ritual listed in the tome. Angus, are you doing anything else while you're going through this tome? Are you just looking at the ritual that the book was open to? Yes, inspecting the ritual. Just call the angel. I don't want to. It's mean. Then just be mean back. It works with Sheriff Deputy Winters. Okay, so Mavis and Marie come back down the stairs. Marie's looking like a much younger version of Mavis in very similar clothing. Although I think I think Mavis is slightly bigger than Marie. Plus the, the robe. And, hell, the pajama pants at Angus. Angus, who would have clearly set the duffel bag full of accoutrements down, catches them, kind of looks at them warily, shrugs, and kind of looks around the room, trying to find some privacy real quick. Kind of slinks off behind uh, some stacks and uh, changes. Into a dog? No. <laughs> You'll have to roll with that. No, I'm scared to. Uh, no, just puts the uh, clothing on. Okay. But I don't have to roll for that, do I? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You can if you want. No, no. <laughs> and steps back out kind of warily. Mavis kind of stiffles a, a chuckle. I gotta say, Angus, pink is it's your color. I, I get your laughs out now. Turquoise is not. <laughs> get your laughs out too. This will have to do till I get some clothing. I'm, I'm not entirely sure there's anyone quite as big as you in town, dear. Well, that could certainly pose to be a problem. I can't be walking around looking like this. I mean, look at me. I think it suits you. I mean, Andrew may have to arrest you, but that would be quite funny. Oh, so what would you now? Should we call on the... Mari? I'm right here. What do you mean? What? You said Marie. Airy. I said Airy. Oh, that is not what I heard. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Should we call him Aramitha? Oh, yes. You wish to talk to her? Okay. And um, you see Mavis put her hands together and close her eyes and over her head slightly in prayer. And a few moments later, you hear the back door being kicked in once more. <laughs> And almost like a repeat of the other night in Stork, Theramitha, and all her radiant holy glory. Oh, good. Oi, Aramitha, there's been some developments. Yes, more demons. Oh, aye. Marie and I were attacked in our hotel room. Near that bird the whole tavern down. I did see a fire on my way. 
well, this is getting worse. I was supposed to be researching how to reseal the gateway. Wow, I can't even voice now. But I keep being interrupted by more and more of these demonic imps. Hi, welcome to our world. I am in your world. Indeed. Yeah, that's why we're welcoming you. I think you'll find I've been here a lot longer than you have. Well, you look up your age. Still, you know, you entered the entered the building, so we're, we're welcoming you into the building. You know, the the world of the building. Does it require special garb? And she kind of looks obviously at <laughs> Angus. <laughs> he just wanted to dress up for you. Don't lean in and like mock whisper. I think he kind of has a crush on you, you know, but don't tell him I said anything. A crush. Right. Oi, let's, let's, let's move on then. Angus looking very flustered at this point. <laughs> and Marie, if you look closely, you can see that there's a little blush on Eremitha's cheeks. Aww. Shipping. That's cute. Sigh. <laughs> yeah, so Angus, why don't you and Eremitha talk a little bit about uh, what was discovered? Hi. Well, we went over to the Johnson Ranch. And we found one of the townspeople, well, Marie did, and it appears she has the ability to possibly control the imps using a stone. And you can see that she's staring at his nipples. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, the nips. Do you not hear me? Oh, I, my eyes are up here. Uh, are you okay, Aramita? What? Oh, I do not know of this ranch you speak of. Aye, it's on the outskirts of town. The north, east. Hmm. We haven't discovered, uh, exploded any further. The uh, individual we encountered used the imp stone to disappear. We don't know where she ended up. Not that we know what's going on at the ranch. Having a stone that can control lesser demons is a bit of a worry. Oh, I agree very well. We should go there immediately and vanquish them and everyone in the area who has been tainted by the stink of demons. I think that's gone a bit far, don't you think? No. There might be people imprisoned inside the ranch somewhere. There have been disappearances after all. Hmm. Or if I may cut in, before we go anywhere to do anything, do you have any, like, um, healing abilities by chance? Fighting the imps got kind of burnt by their uh, fire. Manipulate someone. Because you know Mido can at least stabilize people. Yeah. Woohoo! Hell yeah. That's a 14. Does that get her naked? <laughs> She's hell. We're all naked now. <laughs> Mavis has no idea when that happened. Joking, of course. No one is naked, and Angus is still in his diaper thingy. I have the ability to administer healing. Please. And she holds out her hand. Where are you injured? <laughs> Rita's just a general wave over her 
burnt torso. <laughs> okay. She holds her hand about an inch away from your chest. And you feel a warm, radiant energy enter you from that point and just envelop your whole body. If you're not stabilized, you are now stabilized and you heal one. Let's look it up because I did make a character sheet for her. Let's see how much she could possibly heal you. Two. I healed two? Healed two. I'm back at the okay line. She kind of quirks an eyebrow over at Angus and holds her hand out in his direction. <laughs> Angus looks very uncertain about this, kind of carefully nudges himself over. She uses both hands and instead of hovering them over your chest, As she would have to. slides her hands around <laughs> oh my God. over the shoulder. You stabilize and the warm feeling engulfs you. Kind of like just the feeling you get when you hop into a nice hot bath and the wolf just radiates over you. You heal too. And she eventually, reluctantly almost, takes her hands away. And just clears his throat and kind of puts his hands down towards his waist. I, uh, uh <laughs> thank you. So, Aramitha, um... Yes? Mavis found a way to get us back into, um, our time, where you're a lot cooler, if i just going to be honest with you. Wow. Am I wrong? Let's piss off the god. Yes, I may be able to assist you in this matter, but you will have to convince me that you are worth the effort. Don't, Celeste. (laughs) I'm not thinking that, but apparently Celeste and Sean are thinking that. I swear I'm not thinking that. Let me start again. And why should I help you? Well, you know, I'm sure Angus would really appreciate it. Aye, that I would. <laughs> you know, might might make you guys a bit closer. Manipulate someone. I guess you've got to keep manipulating everyone. You're doing manipulate and act under pressure this session. Ah, uh, damn it. This isn't going to work. I've already rolled a 14. Oh, it's a 13! How could you get more naked? (laughs) Yeah, we're now emotionally vulnerable with each other. I will assist you, but first, you must assist me (laughs) by helping me seal the gate. We're scratching Meadows back before she scratches ours. Yeah. Scratching that itch. She's got never no. No. <laughs> Sarah. We need to fill her needs before she can fulfill ours. As it always should be. She she needs to come first. She does need to come first. You're right, Sean. <laughs> as soon as you have helped me plug the seal, <laughs> I will assist you in your endeavor to complete this ritual. Quid pro quo, I guess. Tit for tat. I don't know what that means. Never your mind. Asfar will help you with this. Clearly, we're meant to be here and assist. Elsewise, there'll be even worse issues back in our time. 
All I care about is this time, these demons, and vanquishing them from the world. Now let us go to this ranch and vanquish the ones who have already slipped through. Aye, perhaps we could stop first. I could get some clothing. I'm not exactly dressed for the occasion, if you will. She kind of looks you up and down. If you insist. She flicks her hand, and seemingly out of nowhere, items of clothing just appear. Like Anangus are just, like, there. So he made don the clothing. They just appear in her hands. Like she has a little pocket dimension at her disposal. It is similar in type to the clothing she is wearing. But of a lesser quality kind of armor. But there is a nice cloak. It's red. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate it. You're a lifesaver. I have merely borrowed it from an associate. It will need to be returned. I and it will. I guess takes the clothing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Doing what? Kinda looks around, looks at the three ladies staring at him at this point, I'm sure. <laughs> and kinda Scoots himself back behind the stacks again and dons the garb. She nods appreciatively when you return. Resplendent and almost as holy-looking clothing as Eremetha is currently wearing. Ironic. It's a bit tight in the shoulders, but it'll do. Right, well, are either of you capable of flying, or as you boring mortals? I mean, I I can't fly. I've never seen him fly. I'm sure you could, like, are you able to, like, carry people while you're flying? Maybe you could, like, hold Angus in your arms? I am able to carry one person at a time. Perhaps then you can carry Marie. I don't think I could suffer being carried like a wee bib. <laughs> Says the guy who was just wearing a diaper. <laughs> loincloth. A floral diaper. A loincloth. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I could go with um, Aramitha, but I feel like she might, for you, go with her. I can always borrow a car. Why? Borrow. Air quotes. Little bunny ears. I'll give it back eventually. Just like the last one. That's not my fault. You know, you guys can walk. It's only a few blocks away and then at the end of a very long driveway. Yeah, but then... Meadow doesn't have the joy of holding Angus in her arms. She's already stroked him. <laughs> With both hands. Caressed. <laughs> She'd need him. Steered adoringly into his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Marie's walking. <laughs> I think perhaps we'll walk. Draw less attention that way, I think. If you insist. She says as the two of you walk out, resplendent in armor and flowing cloaks behind you. It actually might be better if you two fly, to be honest. You're kind of uh, kind of glowing a little bit. Oh, I, I did try to get on my skin. Ermitha, why don't you um, cuddle him and fly away, please? Angus shoots my real look. I will meet the two of you there. I will follow from the air. And she just launches herself up off the ground. Like Captain Marvel. That's one of the glowing beacons gone now. He's still got the... Uh... Well, shall we go then? Yeah, let's walk quickly. Did you want to uh, 
grab some goodies first. I'm sorry? (laughs) (laughs) Could you please rephrase that? By the way, what is in Angus's duffel bag? Because I'm trying to work out if Marie either would have put any weapons in there or not. I thought we put everything in the bag. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering too, but I have a bad memory. Clearly. Yeah, but we we put this when you get into your pajamas at night. You had your big knife. Well, the knife is under the pillow. The guns would be put away. Just no gun safety. So she trusts Angus enough to keep her guns when she's asleep. Man, if he wanted her dead, he would have let it happen. Angus has had plenty opportunity to kill her or have her be killed. It's whatever. So far, she's winning. (laughs) So you guys head out to the Johnson Ranch. It is the wee hours of the morning. It is still dark. You can only assume that Eremitha is flying above you, matching your pace as you walk there. It seems to be quiet. Not even the usual nighttime noises. The horses in the area are not whinnying or or nickering or whatever it is they do. There are no birds. There are no chirps. There are no cicadas. Nothing. The air is still and silent. It's the barn, and then further back, you know, is the house. And you hear the sound of a child crying out in the night. Oh, fucking god damn it. What do you do? First of all, what kind of scream was it? Was it like a kid scream? Was it like a lady scream? Who's screaming? High-pitched, so perhaps a child, possibly a a woman's. Those are both options I gave. Oh, no. What was that? Sounded like a scream. You doing okay? Did the fire mess you up at all? I got this fancy glowing armor. Oh, no, yours isn't glowing. Well, that's good. Conceal, don't feel. Mm, moving on. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go, Celeste. Don't whisper in my ears. <laughs> yeah, your armor is uh, very fancy. Resplendent, you might say. I wouldn't, but some might. Anyway, someone sounds like they're in trouble. We should probably go over there. You notice Aramitha has been scenting the air, and she says, I smell demons. And she just charges forward. Oh, that has a work for us in the past. She kind of looks at Marie. Uh, Marie will... I'm assuming she has all her guns. Did I lose any guns? No, because Angus thankfully saved all of the weapons in the duffel bag for you. That's right. At the expense of all of his clothing. Who needs clothes? It's overrated. Yeah, but I got armor. And a nice red cloak. No capes. Oh, it's red? Yeah, I said it was red. Oh, I remember. <laughs> uh, Marie will hoist her hunting rifle over her shoulder and uh, jog after Meadow Angel Aramitha. Awesome. Well, this is fine and dandy. And uh, what the hell's his name? Angus draws his great sword, shaking his head, kind of plods off for the two. Crazy man. I don't need a sword. I'm sorry, did you just forget your own character's name? Yeah, I, I for some reason thought Aragon for like, probably the sword and the cloak, and I just got very confused. <laughs> it has been a long day. Fair enough. So you guys quickly catch up to Aramitha. She has stopped short, uh, has crouched down 
low so that the tall grasses are hiding her from what you guys see ahead. Near the stables, there's the, the fenced corralled area for the horses, but instead of horses, you see behind those that fence, people. Young, old, children, there's probably about almost a dozen of them standing there. Young and old children or young and old people? Example of children. Well, you see Joel. The child Joel or the old Joel? That's a young person. And you also see that homeless guy, Adam, from the Copes of Trees earlier. And they are just kind of standing there, glazed, looking their eye, just looking off in random directions. Different directions or the same direction? Different directions. Do you want to read a bad situa- situation? Oh, my God. Do you want to read a bad Sarah. situation? <laughs> Honestly, Sarah, jeez. We roll for that. It's whatever. It's just sharp. Oh, yeah. I'll see what's what's going on. Okay, okay. That's an eight, which is a mixed success. I have mixed feelings about this success. Let's uh, hold one. Okay. And just a quick question before I ask the actual question. Question for the question, if you will. Yes, thank you. We don't see anything other than the people in the field instead of horses. There's a couple of the questions in Read a Bad Situation that could actually answer that for you, so I'm not giving you a freebie. Cast Detect Invisibility. Okay, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Yes, you do notice a couple of dangers. Oh, uh-oh. Two familiar dangers. You notice Sasha and you notice Steve. Steve's not a danger. Steve's a friend. Okay, I'm just letting you know that <laughs> he's there. There's your freebie. <laughs> I always know where Steve is. I will point out these people to Angus and to Aramitha. Does Sasha look like she's doing anything, or is she just, like, chilling? Like a villain. She is a villain. She seems to be almost, like, herding them into a group together, but as soon as you point out Steve to Aramitha, she launches herself forward straight for the imp. What do you do? I would like to shoot with the... Shannon, Sharon, what's her name again? Sasha! (laughs) Wow. I I was close. I would like to shoot Sasha, if I may. That's a lot closer than um, when Sean called her Annabelle. No, the fuck her name is. See? Person. Gertrude. Okay, I want you to, since you're at such a great distance... I want you to act under pressure. I don't find the distance accurate. I think it's more like slightly good. Even if the hunting rifle is a far weapon? Okay, but I still want you to do that. Otherwise, I'll make you kick some ass and you'll exchange harm. So would you rather act under pressure for the custom gun move I have or would you like to kick some ass? I'll act under pressure and I'll get an eight, which is another mixed success. I got double eights. I'm just curious how you would exchange harm from a long-distance rifle shot. Recoil. This is a custom move that we've made for shooting at a distance. So basically it's called snipe your target. This move is used for when you're sniping from a distance and you'll roll cool. 
on a 10 or more, you make the shot and may choose one extra effect. You hit a weak point and deal an extra point of harm. You hit something of value or you do not reveal your location. On a 7 to 9, you do it but choose one consequence. You graze them for one less harm. And in order to conceal your location, you are at a disadvantage. Take minus one forward for your next roll. Onimus, something goes terribly wrong. I want to credit Kiki from the Monster of the Week Keepers Fellowship Discord server who proposed this initial move. I think I tweaked it a little bit, but I can't remember exactly. Anyway, so we'll say that you had hit her, but you either just grazed her, dealing one less harm, or you are at a disadvantage. Which one did you want? I don't like those. Disadvantage is just the, a minus one? Minus one forward. So your next roll, you have to roll with a minus one. Okay. I feel like it's a Marie choice to choose to not get noticed and instead let the two armored people get noticed. I think it's one with the knight. He's got this. Did you say Angus was one with the knight? Yes. He He's more like Wolverine than Batman. What are you doing? Wolverine? I just... <laughs> Dog-like? He's got claws. Got claws. Heels faster. Lives forever. I don't... He doesn't have high-tech gadgets. He's also not rich. He doesn't have an alter ego. That's true. That we know of. Well, the weekends are my, my time. Leave me alone. I, I don't want to know. I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> I want to point out that a wolverine is closer in relation to a weasel than a dog. But, you know, I feel you. But wolverine sounds closer to wolf. Wolverine? Exactly. I see what you did there. We'll get you an encyclopedia one of these days. Uh, you immediately duck back down into the long grasses and you see Sasha looking around, trying to locate where that had come from. She does, however, see Eremitha coming for her. Eremitha's not going for her, she's going for Steve. Steve is also with her. She assumes Eremitha is going for her. Oh, I thought they were like on opposite ends of things, but I guess Steve is like kind of on her. Steve's like toddler size. He's not on her shoulder. I keep thinking he's like a little cherub, but that's not right. Yeah, he's an imp. He's nowhere near a cherub. So the description was Steve was standing next to Sasha, but that's fine. Uh, Forget about that. Look, man, it's been a day. Anyway, there's a gout of flame bursts from Steve after Sasha seems to yell out something to him, and Aramitha is engulfed in flames. What are you guys doing? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> Angus... Just kind of charges after Aramitha. Okay. Marie, are you doing anything else? Can I shoot again? You want to try and shoot Sasha again? You've got Angus and Aramitha in your way. It's all about angles. I'm a good shot. Oh, geez, here we go. Thunder wave all over again. <laughs> Those were the days. Painful memories. Don't worry, I would heal you afterwards, right? It's fine. Angus is running forwards towards Eremitha, who's just been engulfed in flame. What are you doing, Angus? What's your intent here? I don't know. Is this flame continuous? No, he's just kind of breathed flame upon her. Burped out flame, so she just gets, engu mm -hmm. oh gets engulfed in flame, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Angus is going to run forward and uh, snatch Eremitha around the waist and kind of 
dodge and duck off to the side. Take ten to pressure. Ten a success. What are you doing? Uh, one of those spear tackles again for Aramitha to get her down? No. So I'm running up and just kind of grabbing her with my one arm and just running off in the other direction. So at a 90 degree, if you will, for lack of a better term, running up, grab her, and then run off the opposite direction, 90 degrees away from Steve and... Okay, so you kind of hook and run. <laughs> there we go. She's a football now. Did you go left or right? I went away from the bad people. You could go either left or right. I can go away from the bad people. It's always left. You always go left. Okay, he's going left. Very specific. I'm going away from them. Okay, Marie, you now have a clear shot. What are you doing? I would like to shoot. Pew pew. Okay, so do the cool roll. Oh, there's a minus one. Man, that roll was so cool. Pew pew, it's a seven. So I pick one at disadvantage. I'll take another minus one to stay hidden. Was that seven with the minus one? It was, yes. So that's another two damage to her? I'm not hitting Steve. I need him. Okay. Everything's against... Shasha Khan. Sasha. <laughs> Marie, you fired the shot. You hit her again, but she kills something out, and her and Steve seem to disappear. Angus, what are you doing? Angus, who's watching over her shoulder, notices that it's disappearing, kind of slows down to a trot, and then checks on uh, Aramitha. Are you all right? I'm perfectly fine. Please put me down. Oi. We need to, to kill, to vanquish those demons. Oi, one step at a time. I thought you could be vanquished. We can tackle each other later. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, ignore that. Uh, <laughs> Angus lets Aramitha down and looks back towards the uh, peoples. Are they still in a daze? Yep, they are still dazed, and you notice that Sasha and Steve have disappeared. Oh, in the meantime, let's get these people out of here. Fine. We'll step at a time after all. Angus kind of trots back to the corral smashes down one of the uh, bars with his sword. Oh, with his sword? Oh, okay. You want to act under pressure and we'll see how, how well you do this or if you embarrass yourself in front of Veramitha. It's a wooden corral fence. Sure. It's just wood. Is it? Yeah, I hope so. It's an eight. It's a mixed success. Okay, so you raise your... It's a great sword, right? It is such a great sword. Yep. You slash down on the wooden corral, and it does crack, and it does break, but you are quickly surrounded by three little imps. Oh, for fuck's sake. Roll for the initiative. <laughs> Can I, after bringing the sword down, collapsing the section of corral fencing, change the angle of that sword and the downswift, adding momentum, and do a sweeping lop across the all three imps? Because martial arts. Normally I'd ask you to act under pressure again, but I'll, I'll do kick some ass. We'll see how that goes. I'm feeling generous, but also hoping you'll fail. I'll be an eight. I'll mix success. You swing and slash and attempt to cleave through all of them. How much damage do you do with your sword? Uh, three. 
I'll let you choose. You can either do one point of harm to each of them, or you can try to do three harm to one of them. One to each. Okay, they are still standing. And each of them comes in and claws at you. One harm intimate, ignore armor, so that is three in total. Two it is. This is what happens when you try to hit all three of them. All three of them attack you. Meh, that's all right. They were going to attack me anyway. Marie, what are you doing? Still hidden in, in the bushes. I would like to shoot one. Oh, because nothing goes terribly wrong with this. So you're still hidden, so your your view is obscured. Yeah, sure, you've already got a minus one. Go for it. <laughs> no way this ends poorly. Holy shit, that's a 12! They're all naked! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They're already naked! We've established oh, this! Oh shit! <laughs> Angus is now naked! Oh no, again! <laughs> they slashed through his armor. Oh my god. <laughs> no, he is still clothed. <sighs> Thank god. How much harm is that you've done to one of them? That's still two. Two harm, yeah. Oh, actually, because oh, I, you're I, doing I, the snipey roll, yeah, this is a special thing. I do not reveal my location. Thank god you rolled a 12 on the imps. That'll be the extra thing. So you hit it, and you do not reveal your location. Okay. Well, Sasha's still out here somewhere. Is she? I don't know, probably. All right, Angus, what are you doing? I'm going to try and do the same thing again. Okay. Slash at all three of them? Sure, go for it. What could go wrong here? (laughs) At least one of them has to die, right? Three harm total? Well, if he hits, yes. That's fair. Eight. They exchange harm again. Zack same thing happens. He takes one out, though. The first one dies. I wouldn't exchange harm with him, right? Oh, be generous and say you only get the two harm. Ignore armor. Oh, no, I'm unstable. Again. So reckless. You were scratched up quite a bit at this point, so you are going to take an extra minus one ongoing for the rest of the fight. Okay. Get wrecked. Nah. It is at this point that a man seems to be walking towards the field. He's dressed in a suit. He looks to be in his 50s or 60s. And he's holding his hands up in the air and he says, Well, folks, please, please calm down. Please calm down. Let's see if we can settle this in a uh, nice, calm manner. Are you staying hidden? What seems to be the problem here, sir? Is this some kind of LARP reenactment and you've just trespassed on my land without meaning to? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I forgot that the owner of the farm would probably be there and not like gunshots on his property. Oh, do you see these small creatures here? Stop back, sir. You don't want to get harmed. Um, now, now, sir, I think you may be under the influence. If you could please just step away, uh, I will call the sheriffs and they could come down here and clear this up. Angus glances back towards the crowd. Are the peoples still there? Yeah, still staring around dumbly. Hi, why don't you go ahead and call the sheriff's office? That might be a good idea. Ray's firing a shot at one of the imps. Oh, Jesus, okay. Probably a cool roll. <laughs> this is going to be the one I fail. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, that's mm-hmm. a five. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Johnson. Are you sure? It's it's not Mr. Johnson. No, the the gun jams. Oh, you want the gun to jam? Oh, you were so hopeful. Uh, something horrible. It'll probably take like a while to clear. Before you can fire, you hear the cocking of a gun behind you. You've been here before. I'm sorry, what's behind your ear? A cock. But I was hidden. Um, perhaps, girly, you should just throw your gun aside and we'll all go join the mayor here and have a nice talk. Oh, that's the mayor. I knew it. I knew it. I called it from the beginning. Is this Sasha behind me? Mm-hmm. Fucking bitch. Where is where is Aramitha? Where is Aramitha? What's she doing? Where's her glowy armor? What, you wanna ha- take some time to look for her? I, well she's glowing, it's a dark field. I figure she'd kinda stand out. You see some grass moving in the distance, but you cannot see Aramitha. Maria's putting the gun down. Okay, you put the rifle down. Rifle not a gun. Thank you, sir. Okay, girly. Get to your feet. Off we go. Marie will stand up and turn around uh, to face... Sasha? Sasha. Sasha. I didn't tell you to turn around, girly. I told you to walk towards the mirror. You know, I really don't think you did, but... Shrug and walk towards the mirror. Okay, Angus, you see that Marie is now unarmed and walking towards you. You also notice that Sasha has a gun out aimed at Marie's back. No sign of Steve or Aramitha. How close is the man that I know to be the mayor to me? (laughs) He stopped well out of your reach. You would have to rush towards him. There are also one and a half imps still menacing you. The lower half or the upper half? Well, Kimpit, actually not one and a half, but two halves of imps. Uh, two halves of imps are still menacing you, so one whole imp, essentially. Okay. Is the imp, like, attacking me, or is it just glaring at me menacingly? They seem to be hanging back, almost as if they're waiting to see what you will do next. Oh, for fuck's sake. Angus just sheaths his sword. Sir, I would appreciate it if you would watch your language. There are children around. Aye. And what about that, then? We got them locked up in a corral for. They're not locked up. They're free to leave if they so choose. And he turns to them and he says, Would any of you like to leave? And they don't respond. He turns back and he says, See? Your definition of freedom and mine are very different. I would like to, when I get to the mayor man, I would like to take my big knife and hold it to his throat. And use him as a human shield if I could. Act under pressure to see if you get shot or not during this. <laughs> this gonna be good. That's a 12. The dice are in my favor. You do exactly as you set out to do. Suddenly you bolt forward, unsheath your big knife, and put yourself behind the mirror with your knife to his throat. Angus, you do anything? Uh, I will draw my great sword again. Stand behind Marie. 
you, you're the one in the armor. I think your perception of armor is very different than mine. <laughs> it's metal, it'll stop a bullet, right? <laughs> He's got arms, legs, and a head. Mm-hmm. I, perhaps we should all just settle down. I think there's some splining to do. Now, lady, why don't you go ahead and put down the gun? Roll manipulate someone with minus one. Oh, <laughs> a failure. Outstanding. We are outstanding here. So that was the three. She shoots. She scores. She shoots straight at the mirror. It goes through him and hits Marie. Hmm. Marie, you feel intense pain and you let go of your knife and drop down on your to your butt. You take one harm. The mirror, however, falls forward, flat in his face, unmoving. Angus hurls his great sword at the, the Sasha. Act under pressure. Ranged attack. Not a ranged attack. You're acting under pressure. Well, it's a ranged attack. It's. Oh, sure. We'll go kick some ass since you guys are fairly close together. It's not ranged enough. Oh, I was just saying that it was because it's ranged. The opportunity to get injured here. So kick some ass. I'm throwing something. I'm going to pull a muscle. <laughs> no, I want you to get shot or struck by an imp. Nah. A seven mixed success. Okay, so you throw your greatsword. Oh, my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> it hits her right in the arm by the shoulder, just slashes off. Her arm just drops off. However, she does get a shot at you, so that is two harm. Does not ignore armor. So it's this resplendent armor I'm wearing add anything? No, just your usual minus one harm. So what the fuck uses this armor? It looks awesome. You look badass, okay? It's to clothe you. My fucking god. Carry on. May I pull out my nine mil and chew at Sasha? Sasha, thank you. You can do that. It is a close. Since you are too close, so you're going to have to kick some ass with this one. Okay. And since I have taken harm in this fight, I get a plus one because I have the what does not kill me feet thingy playbook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oops. Okay, that's a nine. A nine. Awesome. So how much damage do you do to her? Uh, that is also two harm. So you guys just essentially exchange harm there. Uh, she staggers back for a moment, but then you see her eyes glow red. Oh. And it is at that moment that Eremitha launches herself out of the grasses and engages in a grapple with Sasha. Can I? Well, I have two things I want to do. Let's let's make it first. Ladies first, after all. She just acted, so it's your turn. Yeah, I just acted and I'm very close to dying, so I'd like you to go, please. Uh, Cross your fingers for me. Blow on my dice for me, Celeste. Um, no. I, no. I'll cross my fingers, sure. Didn't mean that mean that in any other way, but okay. Whew. Ten. A success on my it wasn't as bad as it looked. Oh, were you healing yourself? Thank you, yes. Here, I'll pose that. Okay, so how much do you heal yourself? Tell the audience at home. On a ten plus, heal two harm and stabilize my wounds. Stabilize however spelt wrong. That's kind of weird. So, I touch myself and cast cure wounds. And then I shift. Oh, yes! Roll it, pressure. 
What are you shifting into? Uh, my werewolf form. Your werewolf form? Okay, roll it. Full beastie werewolf. Oh, God. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, what could happen? You could fuck it up. Oh, 11. That would be a success, madam. Your, oh my god, your poor armor. Your armor just bursts at the seam and, <laughs> and the cloak goes flying off you know, as you shift into your, what was he, seven foot tall lycanthrope form. All hair, all muscle, all teeth. Indeed. Marie, what the fuck are you doing? I like to think the cloak stays on. <laughs> it's a tattered cloak. It's not attached to you, it's attached. Not anymore. We'll say that like the top piece like stays as like a collar. Sure. And so it has the cloak on the back? I'm good with it. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. The top of the breastplate and some of the, what are they called? <laughs> the pauldrons are still attached. Spalding so that means the, the red cloak is billowing out behind you. It's, it's very dramatic. It's a long, lengthy guttural howl. So Aramitha has Sasha, like, grappled? Could I? They're currently grappling each other or they're moving around. It's kind of like a big wrestling move at the moment. Ooh, is there a jello? Difficulty, you'll have a minus one if you attempt to hit Sasha. That would be a straight roll with the playbook I have. Mm-hmm. And at this distance, it'll be kicks some out. Sean, do I go for it? If I, if I roll over a, a 12, they'll get naked and, and be wrestling. Do you even need to ask? You're right. And then the fury will jump in and join them for a threesome. <laughs> oh my god. That is one of the furthest things from a 12. That is a three. Well, a one or a zero would be the, or even a negative roll would be the furthest from a 12. But yeah, that's an awesome fail. Pretty sure that most things that occur with us are negative. So you would attempt to, are you attempting to shoot with your 9mm? Yes. Yes. You scramble around trying to get into a better position. Blood-soaked hands, you slip on the grip. You've got one foot out in front of you on the ground to help prop you up, and you go to fire. But those two imps fucking get in your face. Yeah. I kind of forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, I thought everyone did. Okay, so they deal a total of two harm to you, ignore armor. So I have one box left. Oh, god. <laughs> that means if you take two harm or more, you die. I am dead. Can I help another hunter out? I mean, what can I do? Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> protect someone. That's your only choice at this point, Sean, is to protect someone. Or she can say she uses luck. Oh, but then that's another person. No. Nine. Mixed success. Is that good? Does that help? I didn't actually read the description. On a mixed success, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Since she failed so badly... I'll take all the harm. You were going to get the two harm. It's fine. Thanks, Sean. Mm-hmm. Story of my life. As you lunge forward in a protective manner, protecting your partner from these little imps. There's two imps. Yep, there's two imps. I reach out my enormous ham hands, mm-hmm. grab both their skulls, and squish, or attempt to squish. Now kiss. <laughs> Just clap their heads together. Yeah, pretty much. Pick some eyes. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. 
Can I help him? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Oh, he doesn't need help. Fort fucking teen. Jesus. That's so many. Holy crap. Have you guys leveled up enough to advance these yet? Probably, but I didn't. No. Where the hell is that? There just kicks my ass. There you are. So what's that do for me? Nothing, right? Because I didn't advance it. It just gives you some extra ones because you rolled 10 plus. Outstanding. So you can gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give that plus one to Marie. You can inflict an additional harm. You can suffer less harm, or you can force them where you want them. So you could squish their stupid heads off if you want. Well, I'm pretty sure they're both going to die at this rate. Um, I'll give the plus one forward to Marie, because I'm that kind of guy. And they would each get four harm. Jesus. You smush their little skulls in your giant hands. Blood and guts go everywhere, and you just toss their headless bodies, essentially, to the ground. You don't fuck with my people. <laughs> but what happens before that is one of them manages to breathe fire on you, which is to harm. Of course. You can apply your armor here. Have no armor. Okay. You got a little collar. Don't you get one less harm or something? You keep telling me these things. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with armor. It's not armor. Fine, fair enough. <laughs> it's not ability. All right, so for my next trick, <laughs> unless it's somebody else's turn. Well, unless Marie wants to jump in here, you can continue. There's no more imps. Is Angus, like, continually burning, or does it seem like it's going out? Oh, no. Um. Oh, yeah, because he's got fur. He's furry. Yeah. It's a little... We'll say he extinguishes since it was only a short burst of flame. If he'd rolled shitter, I would say he'd still be on fire. Burning man. Is this point that Aramifa flies up into the air while still grappling Sasha and then drops her from a great height? <laughs> I would like to try to shoot Sasha while she's falling. Oh, she's falling? Okay, um, the custom move, please. Oh, fuck. So I was acting under pressure? Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. Would I have a plus two to this? Plus one for my move and then plus one from... I kind of want to give you a minus one because this is going to be a difficult shot. Because she's falling? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just have a plus one. Okay, that's an eight. Mixed success. Oh, that makes... You can graze them, which is minus one, or you can take a minus one for your next roll. I'll take the minus one forward for my next roll. Okay, so that is two damage. Yeah. Sorry? Where do you shoot her? Do I have a choice when she's falling? Set her ass. I'd like it to be abdomen area. Abdomen. I don't know. Squishy. Pelvic girdle, center mass, or the brain box. No, 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 no. She's not getting the brain box. Not with an eight. So how much damage is that? So you managed to shoot her, and you can see her kind of curl up on herself as she's still falling to the ground. And you can almost feel the ground shake as she impacts on it. And you all stare on for a moment, but then she moves her leg and moves both her arms. Bitch. And pushes herself back up into her feet. She is missing skin. She's lost her hair. You can see a horn emerge from the top of her head. 
and she snarls in your direction. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> you can't talk. Not like that anyways. That's true. She says, You can't stop me. I will keep returning. Fire not in this body and another. As long as the seal is broken, I am free to rampage through this world. I don't think the seal's broken, though. It is a crack. Yeah, it's not broken. Angus is gonna howl and charge forward towards the mutilated Sasha body. Okay, kick some ass. Essentially, he's gonna just ram his one of his claws through her. Yes, he's ramming her. Go on. Yes. Full penetration. Ramming it real hard. 13 <laughs> advanced success. That's an advanced ramming. So deep. <laughs> okay, you've got your uh, 10 plus option. Do you need me to read it out again, or are you good? I'm looking. Suffer less harm. Okay. So you come running at her and you slash her with your claws? What's the damage there? Four. That's too much damage, man. Get get weaker claws. Better fucking armor. <laughs> she also slashes at you, but she only does two harm. Oh god. Actually, no. Fuck that. <laughs> As you come in closer to her and slash at her, she lunges forward and chomps her teeth. I want to say on a fleshy part of your body, but you're going to make this dirty around your throat. Dealing three harm intimate. Angus goes down. You know how the title of the podcast is Redgate and Wolf, not Redgate and McRae? If Angus carks it, then all we have to do is find another wolf and not have to change the title at all. Okay, joking aside, folks, I have a few announcements. First, if you haven't listened to our awesome Halloween one-shot, go do that now. Adam, Dan, Flo, and Ollie play teens who enter a haunted house, and you'll recognize three of the teens right away as NPCs who have already appeared on this podcast. Ollie, of course, had to make someone original. Go check that out. Second announcement, I then turned the one-shot into a 10-page mystery that you can now run for yourself at your own table. Available now from itch.io and DriveThruRPG. See the links in the show notes or go to either site and search for Welcome to the Hereafter Hotel. If you would like to help spread the word or do something else to support the show, please head on over to our website, readgetamorph.com. It also has info on our characters as well as links to our chat room and socials. We end this episode with a fun trailer that was made specially for us by our friends at The Rolled Standard. They play a variety of RPGs on their podcast, including a long stint with Monster of the Week. Totes check them out after the beep. And as always, listeners, thanks for listening. Beep! Huey, come look at this! It's like Little Red Riding Hood! John, um, that is my comic book? Uh, well, I was not. I didn't rip it or nothing, I swear. You you creased the pages. Is that bad? It loses its value. This is an original Redgate and Wolf. Who are they? Uh, James? 
What are you, what are you two doing? Uh, you, you've heard of uh, Red Gate and Wolf, right? Of, of course. John, it's not Little Red Riding Hood, okay? Honestly, I'm a rolled standard guy. I'm just waiting for a call from Smith. Hello? Yeah. That's, you, that's what you say when you answer the phone. This is Smith. Oh, God. I need you guys, when you're done... Tell him a Arkham, I can hear him. Oh, John. Yes, he, he, he heard you, John. I, uh, when you guys are done in Arkham, I need you to consider going to Hendrix. All right. Uh, hey, did I, did I hear you mention the Rolled Standard? Uh, well, I was talking about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. The Rolled Standard is a podcast where four friends play tabletop role-playing games and review them. They have new episodes every Friday at noon. You know, things you don't understand. All right. This is the 60s, but still. <laughs> I'll check it out. Okay, forgot why I called you. Goodbye. That is a dirty lie.